Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, celebrating over 70 years of service to financial advisors, their clients, and institutions worldwide. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The foreign exchange markets are part of the global economy, but Washington only has eyes for Beijing. So Tim Geithner took a trip today to sort out the currency wars. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Constellation Energy, committed to customer choice and powering America's clean energy future through investments in nuclear, wind, solar, and efficiency technologies. And by Progressive Insurance, helping people shop for car insurance at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Friday today, everybody, the 22nd of October. Good to have you with us. The place to be this weekend, if global economic policy happens to be your thing, is Seoul, South Korea. Finance ministers from the G20 industrialized countries are meeting about currency values in part. Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner, as you may know, hasn't had much luck in convincing the Chinese to change their approach. So he's going to try something new in Seoul. Our Washington bureau chief, John Dimsdale, has more. The industrial leaders do agree a trade imbalance exists. Some countries export too much, some countries import too much. Secretary Geithner is proposing to set limits on those trade gaps. That means China would have to increase domestic demand for its own products and U.S. imports. How? Raise interest rates on bank deposits is one way, says the American Enterprise Institute's Claude Barfield. Chinese consumers really get very little or no return, almost a negative return. You could also put a lot of money into the social safety net. You could cut taxes. But the fastest way would be for China to increase the value of its currency. And Gary Huffbauer at the Peterson Institute for International Economics says Geithner's using a back door to get a result he couldn't achieve through the front door. When we were talking about the currency, it was China, China, China. When we're talking it this way, it's a little more neutrally phrased in hopes that it doesn't provoke quite the same level of confrontation and rhetorical sparks. Except that Geithner's new strategy also hits other countries with export surpluses, including allies like Germany and Japan. They're telling the U.S. there's no way they can change domestic consumer behavior, at least not quickly, says Dartmouth professor Matthew Slaughter. It takes a long time for policies and incentives to be altered for how companies and families operate. Slaughter expects that if there's agreement at all among the G20, it'll be a very general set of goals without any enforcement or benchmarks along the way. In Washington, I'm John Dimsdale for Marketplace. Here's a rare instance of government regulation having an almost immediate impact in the marketplace. Congress, as you may know, has been looking into for-profit colleges. Lawmakers in the White House want restrictions on federal financial aid to places like DeVry and the University of Phoenix. Well, the for-profits start reporting their profits in the next couple of weeks, and we got a preview not too long ago when the University of Phoenix warned enrollment could drop as much as 40 percent, in no small part because of government regulation. From the Marketplace Education Desk at WYPR in Baltimore, Amy Scott reports. Shares of for-profit colleges have plunged by as much as 50 percent in the last year as investors flee amidst a slew of bad PR and the threat of tougher oversight. Analyst Trace Erden at Signal Hill says education stocks have been trading in line with payday lenders. They took a hit when Congress overhauled financial regulations. The market has decided that these Universities are the equivalent of 
payday lenders. And that's how they're being valued right now, which is extraordinary because they used to trade at a premium. To the industry's critics, it's an apt comparison. They see for-profit colleges as predators loading up low-income students with debt they can't pay. The Obama administration has proposed rules that would cut federal aid for programs whose graduates aren't likely to earn enough to pay off their loans. Erden says the latest stock decline was fueled by one company's efforts to get ahead of the regulations. Apollo Group, which owns the University of Phoenix, said recently it's tightening admission standards and will no longer pay enrollment counselors based on how many students they sign up. Investors didn't like it a bit.